It's only a kick. A jump. A block. It's only a serve. It's only a tackle. A run. It's only for the fans. After all, it's only pressure. You got this. Adidas. Welcome to On Texas Football. I'm Bobby Burton, your host, joined today by uh, Jerry Hamilton, a longtime uh, recruiting writer, reporter uh, for On3 and Inside Texas. Uh, Jerry, you've been in the business for 20 plus years. Me, uh, me the same. I'm coming in on 30 years now. Uh, what do you think of the, what do you make of the brew or the, the ballyhoo around Arch Manning right now in the University of Texas? Well, yeah, but first we got to wish Justin Wells, a colleague, happy birthday. His oh, liver, happy birthday, his, Justin. His liver turned 75 today. <laughs> <laughs> we don't know how old Justin is. <laughs> we just know how old his liver is. Um, but yeah, no, I think, I think the weekend, from all accounts, did Texas come with commitments other than Will Randall? No, but from all accounts, I think the, the Texas staff did very, very well with the official visits. I think they helped themselves in certain recruitments that needed help going into the weekend. Malik Muhammad, Hunter Osborne, two of those. I think they held serve on some uh, – and uh, McCall Harrison Pilot. I think they helped themselves there. I think they held serve on some other recruitments, such as Sadir Mitchell, Michael Gardner, guys that you're, you know, you're fighting for, you're standing the hunt for those guys. Um, and then, uh, you know, obviously Arch Manning's the talk, and I'm sure we'll get to some more of that. But, uh, you know, look, everybody – Eric Nolene, Justin Wells, myself, anybody I've talked to – said the visit went extremely well for Texas. Does that mean Arch is going to go to Texas? No, it doesn't, but Texas did their job, and I think that's the main thing. What do you make of it? I mean, that's what I – you know, you and I have been talking about this for a long period of time. We've been following recruits from Vince Young, and, I mean, I, I was following Chris Sims, and I think you were too. I mean, it goes way back even further than that. Uh, Quinn Ewers, all the big-name uh, Texas quarterbacks through the years, we followed them. Uh, what are your thoughts on, on Arch Manning and, and his recruitment? Is this a little bit more like Chris Sims since Arch is from out of state, maybe? Yeah, I think it's bigger than Chris Sims, honestly, and, and more impactful if Texas wins than Chris Sims. And here's the reason I say that. Yes, Chris Sims was the number one ranked prospect in the country in the parade offensive player of the year. Obviously, that year, Corey Redding was defensive player of the year parade, and Mac Brown signed them both, uh, Mac Brown and Tim Brewster. So, you know, you got to go back and give those guys kudos for that every time we talk about it. But Chris Sims was before social media. And Chris Sims was a January, late January flip before signing day. Recruiting's different now. Quarterbacks commit early. Um, we're in the social media age. Um, you know, while Chris Sims had his father, Phil Sims, I mean, the Manning family is something totally different in football. I mean, you know, I've, I've called it a $100 million decision for the winner, and I 100% believe that. And that's not just Arch and all the NIL money he makes, but he lifts all boats in the football program at the university, having the Manning family around your football program in the stands for three or four years, everything that's associated with it all the national publicity. And, you know, when Mac signed that class with Chris Sims, and yes, Ricky Williams won the Heisman, right? So Mac had the great first year on the field. Um, but when Chris Sims signed and Corey Redding signed, I'm sure, Bobby, you probably wrote about this, Texas seems like they're back in the national picture in recruiting. That was the, uh, that was the prevailing thought from 
yourself, Max Umfinger. I, you go all that way down the names in the in the late nineties that Texas was on their way back with Mac Brown. I think uh, Arch Manning would be more of the same of that, uh, but even on a, uh, with more publicity. Uh, I mean, I think it would be it's covered different. We're in a different day and age, so yes, it's a huge recruitment. Uh, for the University of Texas and Steve Sarkeesian. There is no doubt about it because it gives you momentum in your 2023 class. It also carries over that 2022 momentum, and it makes all the younger prospects in the state and country maybe raise an eyebrow and want to take a, a, another look at Texas. And that all matters in recruiting. But I'll say this for Georgia. Some people are like, oh, it's not that big of a deal. Georgia just won the national championship. If it wasn't a big deal, Georgia wouldn't be fighting through the whistle in this recruitment. It's a big deal. Nick Saban has Eli Holstein committed. He's still fighting as hard as he can for Arch Manning. That tells you how big of a recruitment this is for all parties involved. I, you know, I, I agree with you. And I think you, you said it well, media is different today than it was 25 years ago. Uh, there's no no doubt about that. And for those of us, many people that are watching us right now weren't even born <laughs> when Chris Sims was a, a recruit. And so we have to keep that in mind. So they don't remember uh, those time frames, but a lot of people do. And I will say that that the media has changed and there certainly is more media coverage of recruiting. It started in the dot-com age, but it's carried over into to TV. I mean, ESPN, I, I would do a two to three minute segment once a year on ESPN. I would do a 30 minute show on Fox uh, once a week or something. Now it's just intertwined in the coverage of those major media companies recruiting is. And so of course uh, you have someone like Arch Manning who is, uh, as Jeremy Crabtree put it, I thought it was great. The scion of America's football family. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I, I feel like that's a, a, a real truth and, and there's some value there. So, uh, we'll have to see how it plays out. I'm interested. The Manning Passing Academy starts this weekend or this week on Thursday, right? And yep. he's expected to participate in that? Yeah, he'll participate. But the big thing is, the big thing around that everybody's pointing to with the Manning Passing Academy this year is there's a media session from 11 to 11.45 Central Time Friday. And that's where Archie speaks, Peyton, Eli speak, Cooper speaks, Will Arch speak. And you know what if question is going to be this so I'm and it's going to be very interesting how the Manning family handles that because they've had they've handled more media than anybody at the quarterback position so how will they handle it when they know what all the questions are going to be ahead of time I think that'll be interesting to see if Arch speaks there or if it will just be the family will Cooper speak and kind of what's going to be said yeah all right so let, let's move forward we've, we've talked enough about Arch Manning I think that uh, we, we both agree that he, he's a um uh a setting, I, I don't know what the right word is, maybe a level setting recruit, you know, whether or not you're going to recruit at this level or this. I, we'll, we'll see how it goes. Mikel Harrison, pilot, you said had a good trip. Uh, yeah. Jaquez Petaway, we, we don't know really. We, we did not hear great things about the trip, but, but that doesn't mean he's out of it. No, um, not at all. Uh, Hunter Osborne, you've mentioned the defense alignment out of Hewitt Trustville, Texas, put themselves in the mix. Uh, after really being an afterthought, we 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 would we were led to believe heading into it. Um, you, you know what Malik Muhammad now Texas, Alabama, A and M, those three. Uh, what does Texas need to do to keep this momentum rolling now? Because they're bringing in another dozen or so guys this coming weekend on in recruiting. 
I think the big thing is all these recruits are in group text messages nowadays. They talk on a daily basis. That's another area recruiting exchange. Bobby, we don't pick up the phone to get TJ Duckett, Chris Sims, anybody on the phone anymore. These kids talk all the time, all day, whether that's through all their various social media apps. So all the kids that came out of last weekend are saying positive, great things about the visits. That needs to continue this weekend. I mean, look, this weekend's a huge one for Texas. It's offensive line and edge and linebacker weekend. I mean, there's other prospects in that, but that's when you get down to it. That's what's really big. I mean, you know, I, I've, I was told last night that LSU's fighting to get Zalance Heard to not make the visit to Texas this weekend. So that's a little nugget out there. We'll see what happens. Uh, as, as L, Because he was at LSU camp over the weekend. Yeah, of course you don't want him to take the Texas visit, especially now knowing that Kyle Flood's kind of taken over that recruitment. Him and Bo Davis are tag team in the Zalance Hurd recruitment, and it's no longer Bo Davis recruiting Zalance Hurd as a defensive lineman first. It's Kyle Flood recruiting him as a left tackle first. That's a big change in that recruitment uh, and causes for a little different uh, um, avenue to go down uh, if you're LSU. So I want to say, hey, hey Jerry, I got to step in because I, I saw something yesterday that I, that I know you saw as well. Sam Spiegelman was at that uh, LSU camp. He rated all the players that were there. He rated Zalance Heard the best player there at that camp. Yeah, and Charles Power and I have had Zalance, the first non-five-star in our own 300 rankings, really since the first inception of this in the class of 2023, or maybe the second one. He's going to end up being a five-star prospect for us. Charles Power was there and evaluated him further at that camp. I went out to see him in the spring, and we're now pretty much unanimous on on the move that we made with her uh, coming up in our next ranking. And yeah, he is his ups. He looks like a million bucks. He's got to add some strength in his lower body, but he's got all of the athletic characteristics, the length. He's got the frame. He's got the hand size. And I'll tell you what, he's a physical kid. And, and he's really bought into being a left tackle. And I think that's huge in our continued evaluation of him. It's interesting that LSU is trying to push him not to take a visit when, in fact, LSU was late to offer him. That's right. Uh, but I'll, I'll, I'll let that slide because they're the in-state school, right? A um, couple of notes uh, real quick. Jaden Chapman, yeah. uh, long one of the big names for Kyle Flood, has just caught fire in the spring evaluation period. Uh, not only an offer from OU, but Alabama, LSU, A&M, et cetera. But the Longhorns, you know, they've been in it from the very outset. This is a big weekend for them. Let, let me put this one in perspective, Jaden Chapman, his recruitment. If he was in Houston at North Shore or at Duncanville and he played a skill position, he might be the most talked about recruit in the state. And the reason I say that is he's got LSU, Texas A&M, Oklahoma, and Texas are the four schools that are really fighting for him. You want to talk about your big-time regional recruiting battles, it's Jaden Chapman. He's just an offensive lineman in Killeen, so it's not talked about as much. But this is a huge recruitment because Texas is early to the game. Kyle Flood has the best relationship with him. A&M was late to offer. Um, LSU, with the new coaching staff, came in and got an unofficial, then had an official last weekend. Uh, and then Oklahoma's been in it uh, essentially after Texas from the get-go. So this is a huge recruitment from a regional perspective and one that I think Texas really wants to and needs to win because you've got to win some of these close-to-home battles. I'm not saying in-state, but Syntex and Austin. And Texas was the first to offer. The kid's been on campus at Texas more than anywhere else. And this would also say, okay, we signed a great 2022 offensive line class, but here we are in 2023 and we're adding big-time depth and talent. 
Yep. Um, another one, you, you broke this news yesterday. Uh, Trevor Goosby, the lineman, big lineman out of Melissa that's committed to TCU, now taking an official visit to Texas this weekend, too. Uh, he was a guy that, that I, I saw some highlight video of him doing like a reverse dunk or something <laughs> at, at almost 300 pounds. And I'm like, give me a break. Um, he's committed to TCU, but has visited Texas uh, somewhat recently, now coming back for an official visit. What, where is this recruitment at right now? Yeah, it's interesting. When I was right before I was told that he was going to make the visit to Texas, which we broke at Inside Texas as well, and that Texas was going to offer, that was June 10th. I was told, um, let's say by a different college, uh, a college staff somewhere, um, that they thought Oklahoma was going to be the chief competition for TCU and not Texas. But he camped at Oklahoma, and Oklahoma didn't offer then. Then after Texas really turned the heat up on Gooseby, then Oklahoma and Biedenbaugh come in. And I think that kind of soured the Gooseby, uh, uh, somebody in the circle a little bit. So it's coming down to TCU and Texas as of right now. Texas official visit this weekend. Look, the mom went to Texas. There's multiple family members on her side of the family that went to Texas. Um, I think we know that Trevor Gooseby's always really liked Texas. Now it comes down to actually flipping the commitment for Kyle Flood, Steve Sarkeesian, and the staff um, and, and getting Gooseby to follow through on that school he really has always wanted to go to. He made the official visit to TCU last weekend. They're fighting as hard as they can. We'll see how it turns out headed into July. Finishing up the offensive line group coming in this weekend, uh, Andre Kojo out of Mansfield Timberview and Connor Stroh, a young man out of the Frisco area up in DFW. Both those guys coming in, both plus size, bonus size, what Kyle Flood and uh, 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 Steve Sarkeesian like to call big humans, right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Uh, you know, Kojo is a guy that Texas offered very early. They've stayed on them throughout. Um, TCU's made a run there. Baylor, some others have made a run. Um, but Kojo's a guy that's thought to stay close to home, and Texas has been considered the favorite. We'll see where that goes. Connor Stroh's a fascinating recruitment. Uh, again, uh, out of the Frisco area, both parents went to A&M. A&M was late to the game to offer. He made the official visit there last weekend. Texas has the – Kyle Flood has the strongest relationship with Connor Stroh. Is that going to be enough to get the Longhorns over the finish line uh, for Connor Stroh when both parents went to A&M and A&M does want their son? We'll see how that one turns out as well. But, again, two decisions that should come in July or before the start of the season in August. I want to get to this defensive group, but before we do, let's let's hit two uh, the two wide receivers that are coming in and one that is not coming in uh, that you, you guys uh, uh, put the information out today on Inside Texas. Uh, Ryan Niblet, the, the wide receiver out of Aldi Nike, is coming in for his official yes. visit this weekend. Yes. So is, uh, as at least as of right now, Kyle Parker out of Lovejoy also expected to come in. Jaden Greathouse out of Austin Westlake not coming in, uh, but is going to A&M instead for the seven-on-seven state championship to participate with his team. But there's a little bit more to that Greathouse recruitment than that. Yeah, it's it's interesting. Uh, Starting with – we'll start with Greathouse. Sorry for some noise in the background, but we'll start with Greathouse. Um, Earlier today, we were kind of alerted that uh, on Tuesday – that he was going to cancel his Texas official visit. So, of course, the the initial reaction was bad news. Oh, no, that means he's about to commit to Notre Dame. I followed up with Great House after we put out that news that the reason was he was canceling the Texas official visit is the state seven-on-seven tournament. I followed up with Great House recently within the last hour and a half. He said, I am pushing my July decision back to the fall, and I'm still planning on taking a Texas official visit in the fall. We'll see if that new timeline – 
holds. Well, sometimes they do, sometimes they don't. But that means Texas is still in the fight for this prospect. The interesting thing to me was nibble at Eisenhower's at the state seven on seven tournament. And I hit nibble it up again today just to make sure you're still coming on your official visit. He says, yeah, I'm passing a seven on seven tournament. This Texas official visit's very important. Uh, so I think that is something of note. Uh, that doesn't mean he's not a great teammate. Eisenhower is not one of the favorites to take the state seven on seven crown at all. Uh, but this is a very important official visit for Niblet, and Texas needs to get him back on campus, obviously. Uh, so that's that's kind of where those two are at. Got it. All right, um, more chance for he and uh, the wide receiver coach, Brennan Marion, uh, to bond a little bit. Uh, looking at the defensive group, you're right. I mean, it, it looks like a star-studded group. Anthony Hill, Darian Gallette, Dylan Spencer, Braylon Shelby, Samaje Burrell, um, I'm just going through the list here. Billy Walton, the commitment from Oklahoma State, going to be in. Um, a bunch of linemen plus edge plus linebacker group, right? I mean, what what are they really doing here this weekend? Is this uh, off our defensive heavy group right now? It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Jerry, it looks like we may have uh, lost you for a minute. If you come back on, let me know, and I'll, I'll continue the conversation with you uh, as possible. Um, we mentioned this, uh, all of those players, Anthony Hill out of Denton Ryan coming in, uh, Derek Williams also coming in. I, I forgot to mention him up, up front. He is a safety out of New Iberia, Westgate. Uh, Texas has been recruiting him from the get-go, and right now it looks like the Longhorns are doing their best uh, to stay in the in the uh, in the hunt uh, for him, uh, so we'll have to see how that turns out. Uh, I think I think Jerry's re rejoining us now, so uh, this will be good. I'm back, you there? Yeah, I got you, Jerry. Thanks for uh, coming back in, uh, Jerry. Um, I was talking about Derek Williams, Anthony Hill, those guys, and how defensive oriented this group was being. Okay, yeah. So tell me. How, you know, Darian Gallette, even with the knee injury, I believe, or, or leg injury, uh, yep. he's coming in as well. How important is this weekend for the defensive side of the ball? I think it's a huge weekend for Texas because if you look at the two need positions defensively, arguably it's linebacker and edge position. I, I think on Inside Texas, we have discussions about that all the time uh, with our thousands of uh, subscribers and members of Inside Texas. So, yeah, Braylon Shelby's a big, a huge recruit for Texas. It's a, it's a USC Texas battle. He was at USC last weekend. He loves Los Angeles. Will the parents be on board of them going that far from home? I don't know. We'll see. Um, uh, private schools and other selling point USC has, but Texas has been all in on Shelby before a lot of other schools were. Uh, uh, PK and uh, Choate and that defensive staff they identified him early, and it's a good early evaluation because he's just starting to take off physically right now. He's young for his class. Um, he's a kid that's not close to 18 years old yet. So um, that's a big recruitment. Then, you know, Darren Gillette, Bobby, I know he's one of our favorites. In the injury or not, he's one of our favorites in this class. He's 6'3", 228. He dunks a basketball any way you want. He long jumps 22 feet. He can run a sub-11. I mean, uh, he, he can anchor a small school relay team. 
He plays multiple sports. I'm sure if you put a tennis racket in his hand, he'd be all district, right? A golf club, he'd probably, he'd probably shoot in the 90s without ever playing before. He's just that level athlete, right? His dad's a basketball coach. He is moving to Teague, Texas. Uh, we don't think Matt Trissel will be involved in the recruitment, though, <laughs> for those who really follow that 1999 recruiting class. But uh, the father is uh, taking a basketball job at Teague, so he will be transferring to Teague next year. He's not going to play his senior year. But, look, this is another recruitment that everybody's in on it. It's Alabama. It's A&M. It's Ohio State. I mean, it doesn't get much bigger than that for a top prospect. And Oklahoma has really made an impression, too. So we'll see where it turns out. But one constant has been – Texas has done very well with Gillette. Um, and that's per a couple of sources at Marlin um, that have been on throughout this recruitment. A&M's also done well with Gillette. So we'll see how it turns out. But Anthony Hill's a recruit. That, this one will go on for a while. He's supposed to be an A&M late in July. Um, so this one will play out. But this is a huge recruitment for Texas because Denton Ryan's been so good for the University of Texas over the years. There's a lot of connections at Texas, former players. Alex De La Torre's a coach at Denton Ryan. Austin Jordan signed last year. Jatavion Sanders could be a star in the making at tight end. You just go on and on. Denton Ryan's been really good to Texas over the years. And nothing would make AM or Oklahoma happier than beating Texas on a top-ranked five-star level prospect at Denton Ryan. So Samaj Burrell keeping him in the boat, keeping him happy, I think that's on track for Texas. That's another huge thing because he's one of the top inside linebacker prospects in the country. And then Billy Walton inside Texas broke that news Sunday evening. Uh, Eric Nolene was the first with that, kind of handed it off to me that Oklahoma State, uh, the Oklahoma State commitment was going to come into Texas for an official visit this weekend. And look, uh, I think with Colton Vosick looking like he's headed out of state, wanting to do something different than Austin, Texas, I think that makes Billy Walton even more important for the Longhorns. What about Derek Williams? That's the one that I, I really feel like this is an interesting recruitment because nine times out of 10, I would say this guy's headed to Alabama. Um, because, I mean, he just profiles there so much, right? But Alabama's also taking a, a certain number of safeties. We know they're going to try to take Macari Vickers uh, yes. out of Tallahassee, apparently. Derek Williams has been to, to Austin, what, four or five times already, coming yeah. back for an official visit now? Yeah, I think the main thing with Derek Williams is he, he, him and his family, every time they've told Texas they were going to follow through and make a visit, they have. So I, I think for the Texas staff, there's an element of trust there now, which you build throughout the recruiting process, some good and some bad, right? Kids that don't follow through on communication or visits, but Derek Williams and his family have always followed through. So you know the interest remains sincere. Is it going to be enough to beat Alabama? We'll have to find out. But I think Texas is very much in the hunt here. Well, one, one question. Is Terrence Green coming in this weekend, or do we know? Terrence Green's in Oregon this weekend for an official visit. Okay. But he came in last weekend on a Thursday, Friday, and did a unofficial, correct? Came in with his mom. They canceled the USC visit. And it's really, you know, he dropped the top five. But I think the three schools are Texas, Oregon, and Michigan State. Michigan State and Oregon have done a really good job on him. It's going to come down to mom, grandpa, everybody. Do they want to see him in burnt orange? And if they do, I think he goes to Texas. Okay. Um, oh, Davis has done a really good job in that recruitment. Too. Yeah. It, 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 and, Jerry, I, I want to say this before we leave, everybody. Jerry has, knows of a guy that is currently, and I'm going to say this for you so you don't get in trouble with your sources. Jerry knows of a player expected to visit Texas this week, but is not reporting it quite yet because he doesn't know if it's going to follow through and actually occur. So check back to, to Inside Texas either late tonight, tomorrow. Yeah. And we'll, we'll either say it is happening 
or it's not happening. One it's way all, here's the here's the background on that. I, I was alerted. Uh, been in this business a long time, right, Bobby? Yep. I was alerted to a, a, an official visit to Texas later this week. Um, that player is currently official visiting on an official visit to another school. And um, if the news got out that he was going to visit Texas, that other school would probably try to squash it. So um, that news will be held until uh, we are told that news can be released. And there's always a chance the official visit doesn't follow through, like you said. But as of right now, at 3 p.m. on Tuesday, it's still planned to happen. Got it. All right. Jerry Hamilton, thank you so much. Uh, uh, we are here for it again this week. Uh, thanks for being in Austin this past weekend, by the way. I know people appreciated that. I appreciated the news uh, from up there as well. Uh, for Jerry Hamilton, I'm Bobby Burton. That's been this episode of On Texas Football. With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.